Welcome to a flyover presents. I got a special show for you kids today. Um, I got a special co-host. I was like, well, you know, I need a co-host. I like co-hosts because I don't like to hear my voice all the time. So back for a seventh appearance on the flyover uh, media podcast. It's uh, it's it's concept live from L.A. Hey, what's happening? We here, Champaign County, drinking Bel Air champagne. The, the the most well-dressed man I know. <laughs> so I'm relaxing at home this past weekend. I get a text from Concept. And I was just like, let's see what this is. And he's like, hey, I got someone I want you to talk to have on your show. And I'm like, hey, if, he, if you want him on the show, then you know he's going to be on the show. And so joining us... Uh, Today is very special guest, um, DJ Dead Eye, yeah. and not in not in LA. <laughs> Definitely forty degrees out. <laughs> and you're in Boston, okay, right? Yeah, we. I'm in Lawrence, Massachusetts. It's about twenty miles north of Boston. Oh my goodness! I got me a boss. I've always wanted a Boston guy. Now I have a Boston guy. Yeah, dude, we here, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> and I, I always kind of, um, I always like a little kid because uh, anytime I concepts on, and then he sent me DJ Deadeye. Like I checked out his music. He's got a new a new song out. But projects coming out. We got some projects with concepts. So um we're just gonna we're gonna have a good time so i'm definitely excited for you to be here and um and it's weird because it. we got the east coast midwest and west coast so we all can't get along we're proving this yeah we're in the building man <laughs> there's not much of a difference you know a couple exactly. cool spots here and there but overall we're all in the same place so I'm, I'm east coast forever even if i live in la yeah yeah i I've always wanted to live in a cool place and, and like, you know, when you're like, Hey, you're, when you're just like, you're from Indianapolis. So like, Oh, cool. Like, what do you do there? Nah, but yo, Indy got some people, man. Mike Jack, Freddie Gibbs. Yep. Well, those are two heavy hitters right there. Well, that's why we, we I mean, named Michael Jackson. That's yeah. That's Michael Gary, Jackson Gary right Indiana, uh, baby face. Part of the interstate outside my house is called ba it's, it's dedicated to baby face. Yep, super, super, duper, duper singer songwriter right there. Well, the reason we named our our media company Flyover Media because we had there were so many people that we would go drive to see. We would go to Cincy or we go to Chicago, some of the other places yep. we weren't getting here. So we kind of named it Flyover, but it was cool how we'd be able to bring some people together. And like I said, is I love my city. It's just it, it's it's known for racing. And like I and I always wanted to. There's a lot of racing and comics to see in Indianapolis. That's the two things you get. Yeah, racing's huge. Yeah, Indy 500 and all that. I've been to that one and been to the Brickyard. It is unreal. It, it, I'm not even a racing fan, but just to see like three to four hundred thousand people in one place, just 
It is just weird. So and, uh, and literally just doing the same thing, like their heads are just running on a swivel because they're just looking at the cars. Oh yeah, and then there's then if you go in the infield, there's called a snake pit. Um, it is just full of people that may or may not be zombies just walking around. <laughs> we went out there and interviewed people. I have to find the video. We we're out there interviewing people, and it was like eight in the morning. And they're just still drunk from three days before. Yeah, um, I've been to fucking uh, what the hell was it? I, I went to Dublin like the day after or the week after St. Patrick's Day. It's just a mess. People are still like drunk or zombified from like five days of partying i went to new orleans um they planned one of our meetings uh during st patrick's day in new orleans yeah i can't even imagine that place on st patrick's day i don't and that's and when's when is mardi gras it's like right around the same time too right yep it smelled like weed and vomit oh my god and then and then the strippers come outside because no one's going in so they're up on the balcony just like yep. yeah yeah <laughs> And then I, uh, I, I don't, yeah, I don't drink, <laughs> so I don't drink. So I, this is why I get to, you know, and it, I missed, it, I didn't have a problem with it. It's just, I just, I get bad migraines after a couple of beers. So I said, screw it. I just done drinking. And, yeah. Yeah. It's just not for you, man. You know, and so, I came to that realization after a while too, but you know, it, t- it takes a few mistakes and a few, you know, nights or, or days when you wake up and you're like, why do I do this to myself? Oh yeah. Jedi, how long Jedi, how long you been sober for now? I got uh 145 weeks. So That's awesome. So it's almost 3 years. Congratulations, bro. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. I, it's a big, it was a big deal, man. It was it was a big just heavy cloud, you know what I mean? Like basically like, you know, the shit is around you when you're growing up your whole life, you know what I'm saying? It's just what it is. And then uh what happened was we just like we caught fire and we just, we literally toured for like five or six years straight just all yeah. over like Europe, America, Canada, Japan, Korea, like everywhere, you know? So, and then what happened was after like the, you know, by like 2013, uh, we changed management and then it went from being like booked heavy to being like strategically booked instead of just, just, just doing shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it went from like a constant lifestyle to like a, a halt and then being like, okay, now we're pinpoint, we're pinpointing where we want to go and what we want to be. But that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean that the lifestyle that you led for five, six years is just quelled, you know? Yeah. So it was like the, the, the shit we would do when we would tour, I'd be home trying to do that shit, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then that's where the issues started stemming from and then just just being in your own way and, you know, just doing the wrong thing, you know, mm-hmm. constantly. <laughs> well, we'll be the, at, the, we'll, tour, the tour life is definitely, uh, is definitely, what's the right way to say it? It's definitely like a constant party and it's like a constant like rush and it's like up and down, you know, like, yeah. right. And and then, like if you're not, if you're not mentally strong enough to like, know the difference then you could just get lost in the sauce man you know Bro, for sure you know i know like even like it's like go, like before going on tour it's like you almost have to like train for it <laughs> yeah, yeah now word up you got to be like okay i'm gonna be up at the worst hours i'm gonna be getting up at the worst hours and having like really no sleep you know no and- sleep um having to be 
whoever you are that the fans want are coming to see at all times never having never having like a lull of of showing your true self you know and shit like that in front of in front of fans or supporters and shit you know exactly just 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 being like just the social aspect of of like touring and just being out like that all the time is like you know that's a whole fucking energy in itself you know yeah, it's, it's super taxing you just gotta you know, but you don't know that, you know, the first couple of tours you go on, you just hype off adrenaline and just hype that you're doing what you love and getting paid for it and touring and seeing things across the world. But then after like a few years of doing it, it just you're like, OK, where do I fit in? Like, how how can I keep my regular sane life and mix it in with this wild ass life going on? right Yeah, now? for sure. And that and that goes for everything from fucking the food that you eat, you know what I mean? Yep. The finding the time to like rest and like to find the time to like, cause it's very rare that you get to like even be by yourself for five yep. minutes, you know? Nah, you're right. And then, you know, trying to, trying to keep in contact with your loved ones back home. They think it's like this whole fucking glamorous shit you're going through. And meanwhile, you're like, I can't find nothing to eat. Nobody speaks English, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I changed yeah. my hundred dollars and they gave me back sixty five euros. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They gave you some coins. Said, "Here you go." Yeah, like, yo, I remember one time we, we was in Amsterdam. We was like, "All right, we're going to wall out," and then we like exchanged our our money and we're like, "Dude, we can barely party with this." <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you can barely do anything with a hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? That's in America, period. But like over there, for sure, like. Our money ain't worth shit. Now, now, one thing that with being on tour, you guys are both in like high demand, you know, for fans and shows like that. So, do you find have you found yourself to become more of a recluse when you get home, like not wanting to leave the house, not wanting to go anywhere, and just kind of, kind of falling back as you the longer you do it. Sometimes, I mean, I've always had this mentality of like. um like, why do I want to go to the club? Like, I work in the club. Like, why go on my fu- on my free time to do something that I do for work? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I I always would do other shit that had nothing to do with, like, rap or, or DJing or whatever. Like, I would, you know, uh, watch basketball, go to games or something. Like, you know, chill with my daughter, do some art projects or something. Just something different, you know? try to fill the time with different vibes and just uh kind of get that mind state out of my brain and then when it's time to go to work it's like okay now i'm back in that mode you know so i read that uh i read that you have a daughter is that correct yes sir how old your daughter she's 14 she'll be 15 this year in august i got uh 18 18 and uh, about to be 17 boys wow man congrats that's wild they don't uh we, two of them are uh like two of them are one of two of them are my biological one is one uh about a year or so ago one of my son's friends went through a lot of stuff and i said we got an extra room just move in he's been here with us ever since that's what's up man congrats to you that's big boy shit right there man yeah for real because my real dad left when i was six he found a better family i guess you know you know he didn't like his first family yeah. figured shit <laughs> happens you know shit happens and then well, my, you know the, the- the my point step- is that you're uh, 
you're you're correcting those mistakes in a sense you know well my stepdad stepped in at 17 and like and so like he took two kids that weren't his and like hey you're my kids i got you so i was able to learn from him and uh he passed like a 2018 and then that was one of the blessings in disguise is because when when you lose someone that's like a matriarch big of your family like you mm -hmm. start thinking about legacy and, and not like how yep. will you be remembered but like the impact right yeah and yep. and so my son texts me my youngest he texts me and he was just like he sent me this couple, a couple months ago and i was in tears he's like dad a lot of my friends love coming around here because they don't have dads and like you help fill a big void for them and i'm so blessed that you're my dad and i'm like mm -hmm. just sitting there crying in my car and i was like i i didn't screw up i kept saying yeah, i didn't screw up, up man now you did good bro you did you did you did what you were supposed to do what you were put here to do you know what i'm saying aside from what you normally do for your career or whatever you you've helped guide newer or younger human beings to see the light you know a little bit clearer at a young age you know what i mean yeah two out of three got jobs one of them plays sports so he does a lot of sports stuff one of them actually works for my company so that's I, dope man I, I, all that shit is super duper dope man and mad important you know people don't people kind of like poo poo like that type of shit sometimes but you know, it's super important, man. That shit's super ill. It's Good it's job, the, it's the parents. Everybody blames generations. It's 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 the parents who are too busy on Facebook trying to solve the world's problems, and, and their kids like, hey, I need help with my homework. They're like, hey, Johnny, hang on, I got I got to reply yeah. back to this. And Johnny's like, I don't yeah. lost in the, you know, he's just lost at sea. Yeah, yeah nah, it's like that. Or it'd be like, you know the parents want to live this certain life and they got to fucking work a bazillion hours to fucking to, to live this lifestyle. But meanwhile, it's all material shit. They're, they're losing their kids every day. They're not around, you know? Yeah. And when pops passed, like none of that material stuff mattered anymore. Um, it yeah. was, it was just about mean people like, um, yeah, and, be, and being, and being real. Yeah, and then that's where, like, tie it back to the music or whatever. Um, and then that's where I think music plays such an important important role. In kind of kind of a question for both you guys is like, I know music's important for what you guys do for a living, but like when you want to relax, what's some of your go to artists where you just want to chill and relax? And who do you guys put on? You want to go first, Con? Uh, yeah. Um, well. First, I listen to, uh, I mean, just in general, right? Besides, like, before we get into what I listen to to relax, but just in general, I really listen to, like, everything. Like, I don't, like, a lot of times I'll be, like, in interviews or just in general, people be like, oh, like, you know, what's an artist that you listen to? And, like, to be honest, for me, I don't really listen to, like, one artist on, like, repeat or, like, <clears throat> so regularly. Uh, and I think... I mean, for a lot of reasons, I you know, obviously, I, I'm I'm in the studio pretty much on you know most days. So, you mm -hmm. know, I'm making so much music that like a lot of the times when I leave the studio, I'm either like listening back to what I did to to make yeah. sure that you know good or like to critique it or see what I got to you know, yeah. fix, etc. See where see where it sucks, see where it's good. You yeah. know, exactly. It's like and, that. And or 
I like to not listen to anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, nah, I feel I feel all that, you know. Yeah, um, like honestly, when I drive it. around in the car, like I like I straight up drive in silence, like a lot, you know. Yeah. And, I don't I don't do it a lot, but I do do that for sure. Yeah, it's like it's like my time to like think, you know, and just like about everything else, kind of, you know. Sometimes, sometimes music and business, and sometimes not, you know. Yeah. Um, sometimes and, with that shit, like I'll like um. I'll, I'll listen to like just shit that has nothing to do with music like like yeah. some, pod, some podcasts or whatever you know what I mean? yeah yeah um which i do need to get into more listening to more podcasts i don't listen to enough podcasts yeah. that is that's, that there's is. some cool ones i don't check out like a, a million of them but the ones that are really good that i that i tap into i definitely check out every once in a while i'll just go on youtube and just see what's going on or or go on spotify or something and check some shit out yeah and then honestly, like when I'm at home and just chilling, a lot of times, like, um, you know, I collected vinyl my whole life, you know, worked at Fappy, et cetera. So a lot of times, like, you know, when I'm just chilling at home, honestly, I just kind of like go through my records and just like play kind of like random things. Sometimes things that I just haven't listened to with Matt Long, you know what I mean? Like a lot of like old, you know, old hip hop records, old, um, you know, old just like funk records and shit. Um so that's kind of that's kind of my mood. Word up! I do a lot of those same things. I you know I got my I got my setup in the stew, so I got piles of records all over the place. So sometimes I just put some shit on, you know, um, mostly records from like the '90s or '80s that like I grew up where, you know, you didn't have <clears throat> you didn't have rewind or any of that shit. You know, you just you would just play the record. You know, you didn't have skip button because you didn't have CDs, so you just would play the album on cassette or on vinyl you know so sometimes i'll do that i'll just let something run that i just that i love like i was just listening to like uh the pillage by cappadonna the other day oh hell yeah you know, um feel good shit where when i don't want to listen to hip-hop it'll be like al green or like bob marley or like sade stuff like that you know what i mean that's true just, like, just to like completely detached but but all the elements are there you know yeah, exactly. Like all, all those records were sampled, you know, and, and and made into new shit. So, you know, those those are the type of joints I listen to, like when I'm not plugged into the, to hip hop. Um, and then, you know, I'll just run around. Uh, you know, one thing I really like is listening to like hard ass uh, hip hop instrumentals with like R and B over it. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So like I'll I'll just run through like all the like '90s remixes by like Puff and you know. Um, you know, uh, what else? Uh, like old ass blend tapes by like, you know, Dirty Harry and like DJ Juice and like Clue tapes or whatever, you know, just to get a different, you know, a different vibe, you know? Yes, sir. Yeah. And that's usually, you know, if I'm with my shorty or something, she's real, real eclectic. She, she'll listen to all anything from wherever, from whatever era and be and be good. Same with my daughter. My daughter doesn't have a favorite artist or a favorite genre. She listens to literally everything. I love from that. Na- from 90s stuff to like now to pop stuff to rock to Rob Zombie like she's all over the place you know that's and my 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 box is mostly like it's pretty much everything except like country and like you know like super crazy like techno yeah I'm the same way but everything else in between like I'm in it you know and for me mostly like the country shit is just cuz it's just it's just whitewashed blues bro you know yeah so i can't really dig it like and like to me like a lot of those artists that they categorize as country are just blues artists they just want to 
they want to be like, no, there are, you know, there are artists, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like Johnny Cash is straight blues, bro. Yeah. There's nothing country about Johnny Cash at all. No, neither neither was Waylon or Willie, really. No, I grew up in a at country. all, at all. There's nothing. There's nothing country about those guys. It's all pain. It's all real life struggle shit. So it's like, why even cat? Why even make a new category? I they just didn't want to involve. They didn't want to involve the blues guys. Yeah, I grew they were up. raping. They were raping them dudes for money. You know what I mean? Yeah, I grew up uh, in a country household, so like mm-hmm. my mom listened nothing but country growing up and then some of it i like johnny cash uh those those older ones i really enjoy um yeah because that's the stuff that has the real substance you know and then when you but when it got into like the 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 newer stuff and it it uh bo uh bynum bo Diddley. no bo bo bynum is a comedian he made a oh yeah i know i know about him i know about him and he did that song about uh country music or whatever and it's it's called pander and it's hilarious because he's true um and so but i I, my go i listen to i drive in silence a lot because i talk for a living and if every night i listen a lot of podcasts um and i listen a lot of music but like my like when i i listen to like um Colin Hay, who was in Men and Work, um, it's just real laid back acoustic, and then Jim Croce from uh, from the seventies is like that's where I go. Just yeah. just a guy in a guitar, just you know, very talented yeah. or whatever. But other than yeah, that, one, the nineties hip hop that's that's yeah. my realm is nineties hip hop. I mean, because I'm forty one, about to be forty two, and yeah, I just turned, I just turned forty in September, so I'm in the same boat. So I go back and then like, you know, I find stuff that uh, I, I listen to. I haven't listened to forever. Like I just was playing Hold It Down by DOS Effects the other day. And I was like, I haven't heard that yeah. since I was a teenager. I love that. I love that. And, love that and you just hear no diggity. And you're just like, oh, and you're just like, uh, and and like I said, is the, the in my um, my wife for Christmas, this was awesome. She bought my son, my youngest, a Tribe Called Quest hoodie. But then he broke my heart when he's like, who is this? yeah but and, that's cool now you can sk- now you can school them so we exactly. have we have this real nice tv that i never get to watch because my kids are always in there playing video games and like i said i'm blessed <laughs> it's a 65 inch 4k so i put on the fireplace for christmas the fake one and as soon as she's like who's this i was like turn it off we, we played tribe for an hour christmas morning it was like and then so and after that now he's listening so he listens a lot of hip-hop but like yeah. I, I got an ex like dad that's really good and i was like hey you should check out the whole native tongue family go here go there and yep. then and so um because it's it's weird my brother i was blessed my brother was a big uh hip-hop uh fan too like he's just insane wu-tang fan um but he's also yeah. the, the hugest <laughs> kiss fan it's it's the funniest yep. thing uh also I li- but you know what's dope about the Wu? they're like the closest thing to like the, a rock band in hip-hop like you know what i mean yep and then because i remember i still have my original sony tape player from high school over there still with red man muddy waters in it that's the only wow. only tape i have left because wow. as I, got, I had that i had that tape forever and then you know the high school comes people borrow shit and never give it back and that's why that shit that's the r.i.p for that tape but that's 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 l dog that's just probably worth some money I uh I don't know I used to in high school we switched from CDs that we went back to tapes and because yep. we in our thought process like if you're a fan you're gonna listen to the whole tape and so there was no way to well you could fast forward but 
there was no way to rewind so you had to like fast forward to rewind you know yeah so who were who were some of your uh influences before you got into music that that you really you were really like okay this is where i want to go um i mean early on you don't really know that you're gonna do or be in music or whatever so like a lot of the younger stuff was like um michael jackson obviously um slick rick um run dmc uh Dana Dane, like all that early 80s rap, you know, that's kind of like what I grew up on, Curtis Blow, things like that, uh, Rob Bass, Easy Rock, you know. Um, and then, like, when I got older, it was, you know, it switched, it, it became like Wu-Tang and like everything else, and then that just opened my eyes to a whole other, other thing, you know. And then probably like 95 is when I was like, 95, 96 is when I was like, okay, um this i'm um, this years old um you know i didn't make whatever the, the basketball team or some shit for high school so like what are we doing next you know and i just kind of turned my attention to hip-hop and you know it's not like it was something new i had already been listening to hip-hop since i was like five so you know i i was like okay how do i get in this and i just had like this crazy wild like setup with like whatever the hell i could get you know and it would i would make like pause tapes in high school and then uh and then like probably like 97 i got a pair of uh, gemini turntables with like a eight sampler uh, eight second sampler mixer and shit so i could like loop beats and do all this other shit you know and i bought it to to make beats because i was like such a fan of like rizza and eric sermon and um diamond d and buck wild and showbiz and primo and all them dudes you know so i, I bought the turntables to try to dj i mean uh, to try to sample but I didn't have a I didn't have a beat machine, so I literally just like honed the, the DJ skills and like that's what I fell in love with, you know what I mean? But um, a lot of different influences, man. Like early, it would be like Michael Jackson, and then it'd be like it'd be like Spanish music, uh, funk, uh, Credence, Metallica, like all types of shit. And then concept, you were you kind of started out as a DJ too, correct? I did, yeah. And then, and then, do you think as as you, because <clears throat> me, I I know I'm doing the interview, but like I've really got behind the scenes of producing podcasts and doing some other things, is because I love the behind the scenes, right? So the music we that's play, where all the, that's where all the magic happens, man. So and then the the music that started the show was something like I at like four thirty nine years old, I was like my kids were doing so much stuff like they're teenagers are running around, whatever. And my show that was real successful. My, my co-host couldn't do it full time. So I felt lost. So I just started. And one of our friends who helped us start the show, he's a music producer. And so he just gave me this little, um, a key professional, you know, synth station or whatever, started playing with that one, got some programs and I just started making beats or whatever. And mm -hmm. because it was something that you could do by yourself without having to depend on a lot of other people. And yeah, cause I couldn't play sports no more. My body shot beat up, but I needed something cause my anxiety and my depression started really going crazy. Cause I was like, I have nothing that's my own, nothing to do. And then, but mm -hmm. now my studio, I have a studio back in my house. A little one's real cool is I could just sit back here just for hours and just play with drums and do whatever. And it probably, it probably helped 
get me out of my, hey, you just turned 40. What are you going to do for the next blah, blah, blah? And like, you know, and then I just started making the beats and I shared some of the concept. He gave me positive feedback and it was just, I don't want to call it a hobby because there's too much love in it for it to call it a hobby, but it's like something that helps yeah, the whole sure. mental state because when your friend, even my son heard one a couple of his friends or whatever, and they're like, wow, that's really good. And I was just like, I'm not looking for validation, but it's like, okay, I must have a ear for music if people are liking this. Yeah. Nah, um, sometimes you don't know what you're creating. Sometimes you don't know who's going to, what, who's going to touch, you know what I'm saying? Who's going to find something in there that you didn't even notice, you know? Mm-hmm. But concept's yeah. been a big influence on me. I know he's younger than me, but like his positivity when I share something with him, because if, if you're sharing something with somebody that you look, you know, who you're a huge uh, fan of, and you get positive, he's just such a positive person, and I think that's why anytime he want needs something, I don't mean that in a bad way. Anything he needs for me, like he's got it because he's had a big impact on like some of my outlook towards being creative. So. it up though you're right you know the um so coming full circle a little bit more towards where you're at now is how how things progress for you and how do you go question goes to both you guys how do you look at not cheesy but is like the process is it still as much that you can't wait to get back in the studio you can't wait to get this done or or is that or are you guys even more passionate about it now than you were before i think um for me it's always it's always exciting you know but what happens is the 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 amount of work and like hours and all that shit that goes into making a, a an album and you listen to it like 10,000 times before anybody hears it once that process can get sometimes like a little arduous you know where you don't want to you don't you're like you're like sick of the music already you're like i can't wait to get this out so i can move on you know <laughs> sometimes it'd be like that you know most of the time it'd be like that but like for me like i've been working on these two albums for like probably 10 years now you know what i mean and um you know it, they progress one of them was started off being an ep to just try to get something out to keep the fans at bay so i could work on this the next record and then now I have too much music. Now I need to make this EP another album, you know, and how do I roll these out? How do I keep the right energy on each one of these projects, you know, and not have one sound half good and the other one sound, you know, the other way. So um, the process is wild, but the passion doesn't die and it doesn't, um, it doesn't diminish, uh, you know, over the years, at least not for me, you know? Yeah, no, definitely not it's just a process you know it's just a long you, and then once you do a couple albums you know what the process is so you try to like attack it different ways every time you know so that's what it is for me like uh, i definitely don't lose the the passion is just like the amount of work that goes into doing this is like it's crazy because <laughs> i'm not a rapper and I'm not, I'm not a singer so i need to create these these platforms and then get the right people there and then get the right concepts or, or write the, the right, you know, um, direction for some of these records, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's wild. Cause like recently 
like the art imitates the life which is crazy because i didn't set out for it to be like that at all it's just how it, it ended up working out like that you know mm -hmm. like like uh the way my life has gone in the last you know like five years is now coming to a head with this with this new record i'm about to drop and it just so happens that the title i came up with 10 years ago is just something that's happening now you know what yeah. i mean I love when that happens. Yo, that shit is wild shit, bro. I know. I never thought that I never I never set out to for it to be like art imitates life type shit, but it's it's literally happening and it's 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 going to come like even with the next record it it already ties into what's happening. Like shit's it's, it's crazy. That's beautiful. I I'm a I'm a strong believer of like things happen for a reason and um <clears throat> You know, and I'm sure that that's like, you know, I, I always love same thing, like, you know, as, you know, someone who, you know, raps and, you know, writes lyrics, mm -hmm. like, I always love when I like write things in songs. And like, to be honest, you know, sometimes like the impact of it isn't even like there when I put it down, say, you know what I mean? And then like, yeah. you know, later on fucking listening and like, kind of like, having your own shit resonate with you <laughs> with yourself yeah. nah yo that's real like that's a different real. way or in like a way that you would could have never predicted at that time you know what i mean um yeah it that that's definitely definitely a beautiful, beautiful that's all facts sure. you don't yeah you don't realize sometimes when you're making it and then later on you're listening back or like when your record's almost done and you're listening back and you're like yo all this shit is like so relevant to what's happening right now yeah and I, and I recorded this months ago or whatever a year ago or whatever you know yeah exactly or uh, or two five you or know? two yeah now nah, shit some of my joints like you know one of the joints on this new record that i'm dropping uh the 28th like we started work i started working on that song in 2010 i love it that's amazing you know what i'm saying and it just it just worked out you know yeah that's fire it's just crazy no it's, it's definitely some other shit that goes on in the creative process and the realization of what you're doing you know yeah for sure like for my for my process <clears throat> i feel like you know it also changes you know from time to time as well you know and, yeah definitely you know, and like like you said like you have this song that you that you know it's coming out that you worked on in like 2010 like you know yeah i mean i have i have fucking folders <laughs> and like you know playlists of songs uh that you know might no one may never hear them <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, they're just cutting room floor <laughs> at, at this point yeah and like you know for you know for me like you know just even you know i guess my process of more like recent even i'll talk about like you know i was on you know i was on tour for you know prior to covid hitting um basically for like three years straight i was in asia for a year and a half and then you know back in the u.s for about you know a month and then back back on the road in asia and europe again uh, mm -hmm. and then came back literally at the end of january 2020 um only literally only for an event here and then i was supposed to go right back and then uh obviously covid hit um so like for me when covid hit um i basically locked myself in the studio you know for yeah. um for like you know basically for the whole first year of covid um and it was a, bl it was a blessing some uh, you know for creative yeah. oh creatively like yeah i mean like 
so many positives and negatives of, of the whole thing, but definitely the positive, uh, you know, was definitely like for me, you know, I never even, I've never in my life had, you know, even that much time to focus on just being in the studio every day without having, you know, without having to do everything else and not even yep. just touring, but like, you know, on a daily basis, running to this meeting and running to meet this person and running to this radio show and running yep. to this yep. podcast and, you know, doing all these different things that, you know, that obviously everything got put, you know, on hold. So it gave me the focus and the time to lock myself in the studio, like literally every day. And like, yeah, you know, sure. literally, you know, I dropped this mixtape champagne room, uh, in August, you know, which is 14 songs. That's like 14 of like 500 songs that I've done. Yeah. You, you know, just picked, like, you just you picked know. the best, the best I would work, work with that with, for that. Time. Well, well, yeah. And like with that said, you know, I'll also, I'll say it here, which I've, you know, haven't said anywhere else. I don't know if I will, <laughs> will necessarily say it anywhere else, but, uh, <laughs> you know, champagne room was, was the mixtape. So it actually wasn't the best 14 songs. It was actually, yeah. I like dwindled it down to about like 50 say, and then I like chose like, these are, right, these are the 14 for the album. And then the second best songs were the, were the champagne room songs. Right. Okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, so they're technically to, for me, those are like my B sides. Again, I won't, yeah. say I won't no, I say this anywhere else. <laughs> no, I know, I know what you Anybody mean. Anybody go I download did. the motherfucking mixtape. <laughs> yeah, that shit Get is that shit right now. <laughs> Drop bombs and shit. And and with yeah, that said, they're still all hits. Still yeah, all I did hits. I did a similar thing too. Like um yeah. I didn't want to put some of the some of the older energy into the new record, so I made an EP of like uh, like like we were saying, like cutting room floor stuff. You know, I did the uh, this EP in twenty twenty called Last Batch. And it was like two new songs, but the the other three songs were like older songs that I revamped and made more more relevant. You know, yeah, so, you still love, yeah. You know, because I didn't want to, I don't want to mix the two energies, but the yeah. songs were great. So I was like, okay, let me at least find a home for them. Let me create this side thing now where I could do these EPs and keep people at bay, you know, without them hitting me up about when's the next album? When's the next album? I'm like, bro, my shit don't take like two days to do. That shit's gonna take me like five yeah. years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, yeah. so. Exactly. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally understand that that whole process of just uh, trying to get something out, but not have it be like you already had your, you know, vision for the certain yeah. record that you, that you had, you know. You know, and and then now that you know, now that I've like literally like so since that point, like, and then in that frame too, I was so like being in the studio every day and writing and recording every single day. Like, I really got into such a groove that like. You know, there'd be some some days where I did literally four, you know, four song ideas that were great. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just really just like beasting through things like that on a, on on a daily. You know. Yeah. Um, you just so saw your group. Yeah. So now you know. So now like the you know how that process is kind of transformed is that now like so uh, also I haven't said this anywhere but the album's done and I'm gonna drop uh, like probably three EPs prior to that this year as well. So I'm going to drop three EPs and then yeah. this album. Um, but the process change was like, I was going, you know, doing that, like doing four songs a day, sometimes three songs a day that yeah. like now that I feel like I really have, um, 
a lot of like a lot of fucking my best music like music that i fucking love and that i think you know my fans and the people are really going to love um now my process has changed a little bit and i don't really go in and do four ideas like i haven't went and did like that many ideas in one day in months just because like I don't really, I don't feel like I need to. I almost feel yeah, like it's I not have, necessary at the moment. Yeah, you know, so like right now, like I'm happy when I go in and leave with a, you know, and leave with a fucking one song that I love, you know, rather than trying to, you know, trying to figure out a whole bunch of ideas because I feel like I have the ideas that I already have down or, you know, are great ones that I don't need to necessarily like jump ahead of myself. You know what I mean? Yep. No, I, I get it. I do a lot of, um, like pre-production in my in my in my own studio that way when i go to the lab it's like to finish up shit and just to get yeah. things done you know what i mean yes but i feel you like even leaving with like one or two finished great things like that's that's worth the time you know exactly exactly when before i would be like damn i only did two things in like six hours or four hours or whatever the hell you know yeah i've been and, uh, and i would press i would press more but now I've pretty much got the, like my, you know, my approach down, down pat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Like I'll yeah, do all my, all the cuts I need to do all the skits or whatever. I do it at my studio and then I just go there, upload it and I'm done. I don't got to brainstorm on the clock, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just more effective. You know what I mean? I think that, I think that with time and, you know, with, you know, just spending so much, uh, so much time in the studio and so much time at this, you know, creating and, and art that we do that, mm -hmm. you know, after, you know, after, you know, putting in all those hours and all that time, you just kind of learn. Um, and with that said, like, you need to do all of that. You know what I mean? Like you do like as an artist, like you do need to be, you know, someone that is working constantly on like a whole bunch of things. But I think it comes to a point, you know, a point that like, you know, I feel that I'm at and I know that I think you feel like you're at is that like, you come to a point where you just realize like, okay, now that I know what I'm doing and I have it, you know, figured out to a degree because you're always learning, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're always learning and you're always adding shit to the utility belt, you know? Exactly. But you learn how to work more effectively rather yeah. than... And you know, you know yourself better in that atmosphere too. Exactly. You know, and you know what works and you know what's uncomfortable. You know that you probably don't want to just... I mean, not for you, because you you got in such a groove that now you'll just show up with with a blank canvas and paint. You know, when you get to oh, the yeah. studio, you know. But I, like, to, be, to be honest with you, that's actually like how I work. Like all the, you know, I mean, you saw even like with the with the songs that we did, uh, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yes, sir. Me and Dead, I got some fucking some bangers. Yeah, we got, um, we got a couple things coming real soon. You know, like me, like I'm uh, I like to work off of mood and off of environment. And like I like to write like that even. So like like the joint that we did, like you saw, like I got there, I had like, you know, four bars or eight bars or whatever. Just to like yep. so that I had yep. like a general idea of where I was going. Mm -hmm. But but then I wrote the rest of the song right there on the spot. The other two songs, actually, we did two joints. That day. Yeah. And then the other one, you kind of do. You had the vibe, but you didn't have no nothing written. So, yeah. Uh, it we was left, just it was all vibe. It was all vibe, you know. Yeah, and we left that session with two great joints that day. Yeah, uh, facts. No, that show was super productive, man. Probably the most productive session I've had at that studio. Oh hell yeah! You know, well, I've had a couple other ones that were good, you know, and great, but they I didn't get like two fire joints out of it, you know. Yeah, I mean, I maybe got one, you know what I'm saying? 
I'm, t- I'm telling you, I trained myself through COVID. <laughs> and it wasn't, yeah, now real talk. And it wasn't, you know, it, the atmosphere didn't have to be wild for us to get the joints done. Yeah, now it was just, no. it was just the right vibe, the right people, you know, yeah. and 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 it was the fuckery was at a, at a minimum, you know, because yeah. we were there focused to work. So exactly, exactly. So everything about that that night was great, man. Hell yeah. I can't wait to drop them shits. I'm probably probably gonna do the um the juice joint on the next album. Oh hell yeah! And we'll do we'll do the we'll do the vid idea that we was talking about and all that, you know. Yes, sir. I'll come out there for a couple of days or some shit, and we just get some some dope fucking Cali vibes, you know. Yeah, I love it. Hell yeah. See, see, that was kind of like my plan when when <clears throat> Concept hit me up to like do this interview, and I was thinking to myself like, okay. I want to have concept on, right? Because like you have both sides of of kind of going into making music, and like I, I'm just sitting here, just you know, loving every minute of the pro. Because I love the process. I love finished what products. About- I love finished products. But just listen, talking about studio, being productive, come out with you know two songs and things like that. To me, that's you know, the to me that's it was just it's just great to listen to so in my head my plan worked out so that's why i was kind of giggling a little bit like oh man my plan did work <laughs> out um, yeah nah word up so you know, we're i'm very similar to a lot of like artists creators um i just so happen to be in the background for the most part you know yeah and i wanted to go in the background for the longest time and then mm-hmm. we had a bunch of stuff we recorded podcast wise like when we first started in 2016 and it was trash just awful it's like hi how's everybody doing welcome to the show <laughs> just and i put it out and i just put and i went back and thought about it i was like all right lost tapes of smugcast and we did it yeah. and then those joints just took off i'm like people and i was just like all right maybe i need to get back into this and i have a yeah, new or, new one or maybe you maybe you just didn't know what you had you know uh, yeah, we started a new one uh, with a comedian, uh, Nate Robinson. Um, it's called Fresh and Clean. We've been doing that one, and we brought a comedian in and with us. And uh, me and him, I actually used to produce his show for him because uh-huh. I just started producing shows, and people would pay me just like fix their audio and make sure they're set up. And then, but I'm not easy to work with. Which what I mean by that is, is if you say seven, I'm there at six forty-five. It's not seven fifteen. You show up and so yeah nah, but you got it's because you got that mentality like being on time is late yeah and because i mean being, being early is being on time i have right now we help manage right now 200 employees right and so mm-hmm. and then but when i'm doing this i'm doing a lot of this a lot of time i don't even charge people that's the, that's where my biggest mistake because i don't care because i have a pa- if you have a passion and i can help you i'm gonna help you because when we started doing of- podcasting we had um ryan powell who's a uh a musical artist and also he taught us a lot about audio and stuff like that like he did it for free just like here i'll help you guys and so i just try to pay it forward and you know anytime but like, you know you're 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 mindful of who you're paying it forward with or to you know you know that the person that you're looking out for is gonna take this and run with it too not just you know be dependent on what you bring or whatever to the table you know yeah and it's in the end like i made some great connections like uh, through doing this a lot of cool people um by concept will be like hey i got a new whatever hey come on always got always got time for people that i enjoy talking to but 
also if they have a passion for what they're doing then i'll, I'll chop it up with them forever um and I, if, and I, if what they're bringing to your show is something dope and important and just a different vibe that you haven't had then yeah you're all about it you know it's like it's a mutual benefit to it you know the so you have the new album coming out on the 28th and you also have a uh a album release party on the 28th correct yeah for sure that's 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 been wild like i've never had a release party on the day of the record um and there's a lot that goes into that because you're like okay i gotta get everything passed in to make sure that everything's good for that day and then you know you want to try to have the physical copies of shit and all that but that's not it doesn't always work that way because of the way shipping is right now and um, it's a it's a busy day for you yeah it's a busy day so <laughs> i'm gonna instead uh, you know I've, I've come down to reality the last you know few days where i'm kind of realizing that like the cds probably won't be in that day which yeah. is cool i just i'll just make motherfuckers like download it or stream it whatever you know what i mean well but the I, show's I, gonna I, I, the show's going to be dope and I'm going to bring mad other merch like shirts and shit to sell. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be fine. I mean, and I'm going to do other release parties. I can do, you know, a CD release party or somewhere. And when I have the CDs, it's really not really a big deal. Yeah. I think that you have the, uh, the right mentality because, uh, I have done, uh, album release parties on album release day yeah. and definitely a busy day. Yeah. Uh, it's just so much I, like, yeah, and to have everything connect is very difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think the the fact that uh, you know you're you're okay with that already is a very good fucking outlook on it. Yeah, because uh, you can't exactly. you can't control everything, especially right now. Exactly. You know? exactly. You're so out of control of everything right now. You know, like all you could do is control what you can. I know. I because. Uh, like yeah no that's great mentality to have to be honest with you i uh definitely something that you know something that i that challenges me <laughs> yeah now that challenges a, a couple of the dudes i dj for to it challenges term and it challenges slain all the time you know they yeah, want to be in control it, of everything it, it, and yeah. go the right the way they envision they want it to go that way and sometimes yeah. you got to take detours you know exactly and you gotta and you gotta be okay with it and it's something definitely that i uh have challenged with you know what i mean and i'm getting better yeah. at yeah, and not let it affect you in a way to where now the fans, like, yeah, and just you know what I'm saying? Like, the, like the fans are now aware that something's fucked up when before they weren't aware of shit. They're just happy to for that for the album to come out. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the way that you see things from the inside is definitely not, you know, always the way that you know others that, do. I tell that to like uh, people who ain't really super seasoned that like performing live. Mm -hmm. you know they'll, they'll like fuck up and then like nobody will even notice until they're like oh bring that back i fucked up yeah like, exactly if you would have just went with it nobody would even know it no one would have known at all you know what i mean so less is more <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah i know i know that too you know what i mean like early on like rocking shows back in new york back in the day at like knitting factory and south yep. you yep. know what i mean and fucking, you know, I used to fucking play like it was like back like in Fat Beats days. You know, I was just playing. We were playing like everything. You know, just getting yep. on that pills and any, like, any and everything you could get on. Yeah, and like you know, I, I you know I remember like knowing like yeah, if I fuck up, just keep going. You know what I mean? Like don't stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
and like always like you know after the sets like you know just in myself be like all right i could have did that better you know what i mean like all right don't fuck up there you know what i mean and yeah like, but it's, it's all internal reflection yeah you know what i mean because then go into like you know either fans or like friends of mine and then being like yo you fucking killed it and i'll be like i'll be like yeah but i fucked up here and they're like what are you talking about we yeah no exactly, you know exactly I mean? like, bro that happens but, all the time man that happens yeah. all the time you know so, and sometimes like sometimes you'll be you, yeah go ahead that's people, oh my bad that that's people that even know the song so like imagine yep. the people who are in the audience that are just vibing and don't actually know the words yet they don't even they know who you are yeah they have no fucking idea that you fucked up you know so like yeah like less is more for me like you know um just go through your shit do what you got to do and then you know, just fix internally what you think you fucked up. Fix that on the next show, but don't be out here like promoting yeah. that 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 you fucked up because then it just it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't like <laughs> what, what we think it does it doesn't do. Yeah, no, it doesn't do it at all. You know what I'm saying? Like the pe the people don't give a fuck. They don't care. They're not even on that mentality at all. They're having a great time. Yeah, exactly. You know, so you can't sweat that little shit. But yeah, same like it's, it's in the same mentality. Like you know, like like I was saying with the with the release show and the album dropping the same day. Like as long as those two things go smooth, like I don't care. You know what I mean? You're gonna be good. The CD, the CD show up. Yeah, the CD show up five days later. Great, whatever. People are still exactly. gonna cop them. Yep, exactly. And there's gonna be more shows where they're gonna end up going. So it's 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 not that serious, man. Yes, sir. Timeless music, brother yeah exactly that's the that's the that's the main thing for me is like am i carrying on the legacy the right way and am i happy with the product where when this comes out it's forever so exactly you know, i need to be 100 percent happy with everything and then after that you know where the chips fall the chips fall yeah, yeah. And, it, and it goes back to the legacy right you have a daughter i have sons yep. and then like something happens to me tomorrow there's almost 400 episodes of me talking right yep so they can I got fucking i got at least fucking like 80 songs out that'll be hers you know what i'm saying yeah and then and, and it'll always it'll it'll feed her however much it makes for the rest of her life facts yeah you know? i mean that's that's that to me that it, it's it's what it's about is like for the longest time I, it was just like i don't want to do that because you know i was so worried about what other people thought and my yep. pops that really he died in 2018 i know i said and then i just like i don't care anymore if you like it yeah, you like you, it. if you, you don't get to a point you get to a point where it's like you gotta you know it's like the 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 birds where they uh you know they're coddled by the mom and then one day the mom just like kicks them off a cliff and like yo learn how to fly bro <laughs> so it's like it's like that for yourself you know eventually you're like man why am i putting these barriers around that aren't even real yeah, and, you know it, I mean? it's and just it, just in your own insecurities or in your own, you know, overthinking or whatever. Like th these walls ain't even real. Like just go hard and then let the chips fall where they may. You know, and you never know who's going to be inspired by like because I have a full time exactly. job that I do, and then a lot of people tell, well, what do you? Do? I also have podcasts. I produce them, um, and then you know I, I make music and stuff like that. And they're like, you make music, and they're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I just started making it a few years ago, and they're like. And they're like, really? It's like, yeah, it's just, it's something that I enjoy that helps with my crazy mind to slow it down. 
because one thing you said earlier that drives my wife insane if i don't have the headphones on and i'm playing the same drum pattern over and over <laughs> till i can yeah, find yeah. So they don't they don't get the creative <laughs> process you know you know people who aren't creatives just don't that part of their brain is not is not is not on so they don't even get it like they don't they don't understand it and they don't they don't know how you can deal with certain shit you know what i'm saying yeah it could sit there for hours and hours and you're trying to find the right thing to go with it yep. the way you want it uh-huh. and she's like digging, digging she's like, for like this yeah. phrase on on infinite acapella vinyl because you're looking for this one particular phrase and you're there all day your hands are fucking your fingertips are black from the fucking dust of the records you know what i mean and just like people just will never understand that you know and then it's all and then i remember i think i spent like three hours on just like 15 set i was i do intro music for some podcasts too and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so i was trying to find the right um clip off this movie of like a saying or something and and i and i couldn't remember which movie it was and then so the beat just kept playing i couldn't find that clip um and then i finally found it and it was like for 15 seconds and it was like the greatest like all right i was like man i just spent four hours on 15 seconds but i was the happiest i could was in the longest time yo it shit makes yeah it shit makes you mad happy you feel like you're fulfilled you know and you could you can uh you can tackle the rest of the beat, whatever, the next day or the rest of the week. But at least you got that thing done that you was looking to do. You know? Yeah, it was the um, it was off the the new Punisher. Um, uh-huh. It was when he was in uh, when he was on Daredevil series before he got his own yep. series. He starts. That's my favorite. That's my favorite Marvel. Yep. Thing. Period. It was the Daredevil show. Uh, I loved Punisher. Uh, when I loved Daredevil. Then when Punisher had his own, his first season was great. The second season was okay. Yeah. But, um, but it was when he was in the the court on Daredevil, and he and yep. he and he, he just stands up. And he's like, uh, I'm in, uh, I'm insane or whatever like that. So I took that little clip and put it with a beat or whatever, and then I just played it as an intro music and. Um, it, to me and it, it, AP gets it who helped create flyover he gets it but other people are like I don't get it and I'm just like how could you not get it <laughs> it's like that man even people in these creative avenues they're just some of these some of these people are literally just like nerds or analytical people so they're not you know they don't they don't feel creative juices they don't it doesn't it doesn't you know give them that electricity like it does us you know yeah and, and that's one thing i i, I definitely en- enjoy one question i had for you both of you have you guys had you guys worked together before i knew you guys knew knew of each other and, and knew each other but have you guys had you guys worked before together no i had i hadn't worked with Khan before i knew of him and um who i ended up working with first was um audible doctor okay yeah so I worked with Audible and I met Audible through my man Rex, and um, we got we got I got a beat from him that I'm gonna put on a future project as well. But um, um, I ended up just like con shit just kind of just came on my radar. Like obviously I knew of him from the group, but um, when he like reinvented his like everything, um, it it just like it, it, he showed himself in a different light to me. You know what I'm saying? And I liked what he was doing um, creative-wise with with visually and um, even the, the way he was, like, presenting himself. 
and the music was dope obviously it wasn't changing nothing musically you know it was just a little more bigger sound bigger approach but um i just gravitated towards it because it was so it was in the vein of something that i wanted to get to but i needed to get through this like grimy shit first you know so i um so i reached out and then we we reconnected in a in a in a more you know now i could text him whenever during the day and like you know vice versa him yes, um, sir. yeah and, um yeah just it just it just worked out to where after we got in the same room we realized we're pretty similar of a of a human being so like now the rapport is like rock solid you know but before um i was just kind of like a fan and just kind of like um seeing him uh in this new light of the way he was you know presenting himself and the music he was putting out and i was like yo me and him got to do some shit because i want to do some shit like that like in that vein you know yeah that makes a lot of sense i mean that's where um yeah it's the as his projects kept coming out and coming out and then it was just like you can see how he evolved and how he was evolving. Yeah, it's just a progression, yeah. you know, a progression and just a new, a new approach where, you know, I could see what he was doing. And I was like, I was like, okay, he's got the right ideas. You know, he's got the right approach right now. Yeah. That I, means a lot as, from both of you guys. Aspirations. When I saw that song and I was just like, who is, it was like, it went from, it went from SoCon. Then I found Brown Bag. And then I found concept and, and aspirations. And I was just like, then I saw his music video. One of my favorite ones. I can't remember. You have the Sixers Jersey on. Um, I always. Oh, uh, oh yeah. And my, uh, that's the one with the, the girls brushing my teeth. Yes. Back. That's the reason <laughs> I was like, I was like look, look at this guy. He had on the Brown glasses. She's brushing his teeth. <laughs> I was like, I can't get my wife to talk to me. And he's got girls brushing his teeth. Look at this guy. But then fuel video, that's that's the the concept of fuel video was I love that one too. But um the one he shot I've seen a couple I seen a couple of the videos where you were doing the newer shit and then I was like, oh, okay, he's on some other shit. And then and then the one the one video that caught me and the song too was the one where you, where you were the ref and the chicks were playing ball. Oh yeah. Shoot. Yeah. So, cause it was shoot. like, I could tell just from being a person who does videos and is a creative, I'm like, this shit didn't cost nothing. It was just very, 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 very creative and visually and visually appealing visual, visual, like gold, like everything you're looking at is like shiny or, or, or bright and like in your face, you know? So it was, it was real dope. That's the one that kind of like, I was like, okay, me and him definitely got to work, you know? Like, I knew I, I wanted to work prior, but I was like, all right, we got to do something soon, you know? Hell yeah. My my oh, favorite I, I, my favorite song of concept, I have a lot of them, not to be, you know, that guy, but uh, it's Hug Someone, the one you shot in Korea. Oh, yeah. Right. Yo, and Mad Random, when we're in the studio working on the song, the people who brought him to Korea were the people who brought me to Korea with term, but it was yeah. just a few, it was like a few weeks prior. Yeah, man, I, I barely remember. Uh, we spoke about this in the studio too, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 
literally remember uh like playing that uh the first show and the dude was like it was like you know you know terminology and dead eye and i was like yeah that he was like they were here like a week and a half ago and i was like oh shit i'm like yeah that would have been so fire if we were there at the same time yo dude we would have been wilding for real <laughs> bro asia asia is on another level yeah there's a lot of i didn't those like especially when i went to japan like i just didn't know certain things went down over there like that you know what i'm saying like yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like it just was like another fucking world man oh man yo yeah for real i had like because i was over there you know i was over there for a year and year and seven months i was in asia fucking nonstop, and uh i had like uh one time uh you know uh, scoop deville and salam rec yes sir uh they came out there and they were out they were actually out there a few times they came out there and shot a tv show out there and uh so that we'd always link up and shit and uh i remember the first time they came out there we went and partied and just like i took them all around the city and we literally like yo because you could party everything's open 24 hours we part yeah. partied until fucking noon that next day <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Asia's turned the fuck up. Nah, straight up, yo. I didn't, I didn't realize it until I went to Japan and then went to Korea afterwards. I'm just like, Jesus, this bananas. Like we yeah. stayed in the spot in Tokyo we stayed in was around the corner from like the crosswalk where like the most people yeah. cross each other in like the yeah, world. Shinjuku. Yes. And then next to that is this shit called like. And I forget the name of it in Japanese, but it's translated into basically like drunken alley. And it's literally mm. an alley with like all these little yeah. ass sake bars that just stack yeah. up against each other all the way up. Like, I don't know, maybe like 40 of them. Yeah. And you can see just people just leaning and like stumbling down the alley all night. It's just crazy. Yeah, I shot a music video through that alley. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I wanted to do some shit there, too. I was just like taking it all in, you know? It was actually, I, the video never came out. I actually ended up, because we shot, we were supposed to shoot two days. We shot one day, and then the director had to, like, shoot somewhere. That was last, like, head out, like, out of Tokyo. Uh -huh. And so, actually, it was for the song Champagne, which I have a different video for. But uh, I still have all that footage of, like, all going through, like, Shinjuku, like, all there. There's, like, because there's that whole alley right there. There's, like, yep. the whole crossing. Then there's, like, that whole, the whole street with, like, all, like, the strip clubs and shit. They got all yep, that. Yep. Like, all the lights and the anime and shit yeah that shit is crazy. crazy super crazy you know when we went to yokohama i was like blown away i was like dude this is crazy like this shit makes yeah. like Times square look like fucking nothing, nothing. like yeah. nothing like that shit is yeah. crazy it makes it Times square look like a little like college town street yeah like you know that shit was bananas dude and then you know um prior to then like watching the bill murray like the movie like lost in translation like it's literally that type of shit, you know? Yeah. Like the physical, the the, the difference in just, I was like the tallest dude like around, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> For sure. And like all the beds are little as hell. You got to put two beds together to make a, like a barely a twin type shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, it was crazy. Mad small. Mad small. Um, you know the food is completely different so you gotta like you know you gotta ask a lot of questions about like what the hell's that was this was you know what i mean because they'll literally just bring whatever oh, <laughs> and, yeah. if it, and, if, and if it's edible and you could cook it they'll bring it you know what i'm saying yeah so you gotta ask a lot of questions 
And that just is. like doing um doing in stores there were, was crazy because we when we went it was like um, my homegirl she lived in in New York for a long time and she went back to Japan and then um and which was where she was from and um she hooked up with this like um like a uh, hat store slash like sneaker store like this chain that they're the ones who brought us there so every like two days between shows we'd have to do like an in store at these dudes store you know what I mean. Uh-huh. And it was like basically like lids in the mall or some shit, you know. And um, I remember being in there and we'd be performing and like the people would literally just be like silent and just like paying attention, like like taking notes, like in like you're in a fucking in a class, like in college, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, crazy. And then everything in the store was New York, like New York Yankees shit. Or uh, or Air Force One or whatever, like literally anything yeah, yeah. New York, they like just eat that shit up. Mm-hmm. They want everything, everything New York. They want to be that. They want to be hip hop. They want to be, you know, dark skin. They'll go to they'll go to the tan beds. You know what I'm saying? They'll go to they'll 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 get their hair like uh like like dry enough to like have it you know braid a little bit you know because their shit's real real you know straight pretty much of their hair. And that was in Japan, right? Yeah, I was in Japan, so it was just like a whole like. So if you watch professional Japan, like uh, new uh, Japan uh, wrestling, is like the audience does the same thing. Once you said they stand there, they sit there, and then they clap, and that's it. They they don't do any of the stuff. Yeah, they clap like in unison. Like when it's time to clap, that's when they clap. When it's time to shut the fuck up and watch and listen, that's what they do. Like. It's crazy. Yeah, it's really dope. It's really dope, but it's just different because we're just used to like ignorant ass American shit where people just <laughs> talk in the movie theater and whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like people want to stand out when over there they don't, you know? Yeah, that that is awesome. Um, no, nah, it was definitely a different world, man. Like, you know, you can't read nothing. Nobody looks like you. You're taller than everybody, you know? <laughs> You can't you can't read shit like you can't understand nobody so it's, it's, a, it's like it literally landing on another planet man that's 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 how it feels when you take like someone who's never been to a big city to a big city even though yeah, it's still exactly. america so like how exactly. how big is that building you're like dude it's a building let's let's go or whatever yeah let's keep it moving yeah let's <laughs> so <laughs> we're trying I, to catch we're trying to catch a cab or a train like why are you staring at the fucking empire state building so I know concept. I think his favorite is tacos. Am I correct? Uh yeah, tacos. What Damn, is, I love tacos. What, too. What, tacos what, definitely top three. All right, what's your all right? What's your top three in concept? What's your top three? You go first. Top three grub. Fuck. Um, I gotta say, I gotta say tacos, but that's like that kind of like ties in like burritos and like all that type of yeah taqueria yeah. type shit you know what i'm saying the best food i've ever had traveling was in italy that shit is just next level like the the way they eat is like it's like they're eating their last meal every time they eat like the shit's next level it's like fucking the appetizer with like the wine and then it comes the like pre-food with the wine and then it comes the main course and then the bread and the fucking dessert like yo the salads the cheese the, yo, it's crazy like it just don't stop you know so i gotta say italian food is like two you know i probably say spanish food will be first and then like you know 
third would probably be I, and i and i put when i do spanish food it'll be like caribbean food and like mexican food is like all tied into the same shit so it'll be like that italian food and then like sushi type shit would be like my top three concept what's your top three right, my top three let's see shit um yeah I'll, I'll say number one is like mexican food um and same like tacos fucking you know all of it burritos molitas fucking everything yeah it's all tied in the, the rice and beans, the fucking guacamole, all of it, right? Uh, <laughs> number two, I'm going to go with Korean barbecue. Korean yeah, barbecue. actually, next level, too. Yeah, Korean barbecue just smacks. And yeah. it, and in, uh, and like, you know, in the U.S., like, you can get, obviously, in L.A., they have Koreatown, there's Korean barbecue everywhere. And, yeah. like, in, in New York, you got, like, some spots in Queens that are yeah. good got some spots even in jersey like fucking right for the bridge um which are all great too but they don't smack like it does in korea uh yeah yeah definitely not i remember going i remember going to korea and being like like confused confused a little because i was like yo i got there and i was like okay like my my thing is like i'll ask i'll ask the people who are bringing us anywhere or whatever like what's going on in, in your place like what's yeah. what do you what do you what do you guys make money off like what's the big what's the big food what's the best food that you can eat here you know yeah, what's the yeah. money like, what's the money like and shit like that so when i went to korea i was i was thinking it was gonna be like some sushi or fish or some shit and they're like nah korean barbecue and i was like for real yeah it just kind of threw me off because the whole country's surrounded by water so i just was thinking it was exactly. twisted, you know I know because people are always like, oh, like actually, to be honest with you, I don't I actually don't eat seafood, um, which is <laughs> a, which, which was always funny. Like every time I land in fucking Japan and like, you know, the promoter or whoever was picking me up from the airport, they'd be yeah. like, we're going to take you to the best sushi. And I'd be like, I'd be like, all right, but can we go to ramen instead? They're like, no, 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 no. We're going to sushi. And I'd be like, <laughs> you were like, no, no, no. I want ramen. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't need, I don't need seafood, but I'm totally down with ramen now. You know, yeah. they don't, yeah. I feel like I'd always like offend them. You know what I mean? They'd be like, oh, no, but sushi, you know, I take you to the best sushi place. They'd be like, they're like, you just want ramen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but I I wild shit in uh in Japan though. Like that wasn't oh, necessarily sushi related. Yo, I know because they give you in Japan, like you know, they they give you uh BJ, they give you all the fucking uh they give you like when you sit down, they give you like a lot of like tapas, you know what I mean? Like they give you lots of like small plates and shit. Yeah. So like they'll just like put down like meat on, on a stick basically. Yeah. And it looks like chicken or it looks like beef, but it's really like chicken intestine or like yep. chicken arm. Uh, yeah. that's why you gotta ask that's why you gotta ask questions like what the fuck is this every time yeah. something comes well, and, it comes pre- and it comes pre-cooked so yeah. like you you're you where you're sitting there's two fire pits where you cook it oh yeah i've been there's no, there's no hibachi shit like it is in america you know what i mean i uh, yeah yeah they don't have they don't have no hibachi out there yeah we did in hawaii like that where you made your own food yeah, that's basically what it is. It comes like pre pre prepared, and then you you finish it off. You know. Yeah. Well, I tell you, if you guys are ever in Indy, I have gotten really good at making uh, pan seared steaks. So if you guys like okay. some nice steaks, I got really. I, I bought a, 
I, my other the other thing besides music, I really got into cooking. So like you know, I've been making like uh, cheesy asparagus, uh, homemade uh, sweet potato fries. Been making pan seared right. steaks. I've been making bre- learning how to make breakfast burritos on the. I just that's. I mean, I'm a big dude. I mean, that's what I. I mean, with a doctor, I lost 15 pounds, but give me time. You know, I'll get that back up there. <laughs> but I love enough, to. Co- I love to cook for people. Steaks to get you back. <laughs> yeah, I love to cook for people, and and my mom always like, well, well, why don't you like, eat? And I'm like, mom, while I'm cooking the steak, I cut the end of it off, make sure it's good, I put it on your plate, so I'm eating as I work. And yeah. and so, but I got, and then I I'm, Midwest, I make great Midwest chili. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people that a lot of people that cook, uh, they get the satisfaction from seeing people like what they cooked instead of them tasting it. I, but my mom almost, almost, so it was, uh, it was a, um, I bought her a, um, uh, filet mignon, her and my wife for like mother's day. And I was like, I'll fix you some filet mignon. So I was pan seared uh-huh. it good. Uh, put the garlic on there, had everything going and served it. And my mom almost put ketchup on it. <laughs> Yo, that shit must have been crazy. I said, mom, you put ketchup on him. I kick you through the door. Yeah, if you put ketchup on my fucking filet, I'm never cooking again. And she's like, "Well, I need it for flavor." I said, "Mom, mom, I love you. Like we've been through everything together. Just, just try it. Just try it without ketchup." And she tried. She's like, "Wow, this is seasoned really well." And I was like, "Yeah, I know. I just like I, I, I prepped it. I was like, I said, this is not like, you know, Texas Roadhouse where they're just like, you know what I'm saying? Like I took my time." Yeah, word up. The the. It's all in the details and how you cook it, you know? I took my mom to a Japanese steakhouse once. She tried to order fries. They're like, fries? We don't have fries. She's like, you don't have fries here? I was like, mom, <laughs> it's, mom it's a Japanese steakhouse. She's yeah. she's like, this is American. I was like, oh, God. She's straight She's straight Indiana then, for sure. Oh, yeah. She's straight off the... She's straight off of... Uh, yeah. Yeah, where it's yeah, like... She's, like she's, on that. She's, on, uh, she's on the chicken tenders and fries, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, everything is. Uh, everything is. Uh, she goes to Walmart and gets like the twelve pack of chicken, and when she gets, yep. then when she gets paged, and she comes home with like eighty dollars of KFC. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, why'd you buy all this food? She's like, We can eat it. For, uh, she goes, We can eat it for three days. Like, Mom, I go, We're not poor no more. Like, we can like get regular sized meals and not make them last a week. Yeah, word up. It's like that with my mom's too. She'll fucking. She'll buy all this like bargain shit sometimes, and I'm like, "Bro, we're not. There's not mad kids in the house no more. Like, you don't got to do that." <laughs> and, that and that's one of the biggest things of, of not being broke. As I got older, was like, man, I don't have to buy the same shit we used to buy. Like, yeah, I, and like you know, you get sick of that shit. Oh, I know. You know? I, and, and, yeah, because we had uh, the 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 little pizzas and uh, macaroni and cheese. And then mom, yep. would, the mom would make hot dogs and cut them up, put them in the macaroni and cheese. I'm like, how many different, how many different uh, courses of mac and cheese can this lady create? And she was a magician. <laughs> he was a connoisseur in that. So, all right, guys. But uh, uh, like I said, is I appreciate both of you guys coming home on Concept co-hosting. You listening, you guys yes, talk about music was great. Um, what we're gonna do now is my favorite part is called the uh, shameless plug. Where you're going to put out all your social media, uh, both of you guys give out social media and um, uh, where you guys can be found at. Go ahead, brother. 
This is Concept. You can find me at Champagne Connie, K-O-N-N-Y, or you can just go to imconcept.com. Where this is DJ Deadeye. You can catch me at, at Deadeye S T dot D-E-A-D-E-Y-E-S-T-D-O-T on Twitter and on Instagram. And um um my website right now I'm just using the bandcamp right now. So it's DJ Deadeye.bandcamp.com. You know, and the new record intervention will be out on January twenty eighth. Um a lot of crazy guests from the most underground to the most, you know, some some of some of your heroes, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. a great it's a great record. And um I think I did a good job of just keeping the the cohesiveness and the and the same kind of vibe as my first record, even though the first record substance abuse came out in twenty eleven, you know, so Definitely look out for that. Um, the single Written Kilos is out right now featuring UFO Feev, Flea Lord, Rashid Chappelle, and my man Whispers, who's down with D-Block. And, you know, we everywhere, man. DJ well, Deadeye, squad. We're about to play that, but I forgot a story concept. This is this is for you. So you, you know how you have those yellow stickers and you suck them everywhere, right? Everywhere. My friend, Alicia Briner, who is a fan of yours and a great friend of mine, she sent me a snap when she was in New York. She's like, yo, look, concept sticker. Yeah. So I was like. That was probably from the last time you went. Yeah. I was like, what's the odds of, because uh, uh, she actually has a concept hoodie. Um, what's the odds of the, her seeing that? And I was just like, that was crazy. So shout out to her. She's a fan of everything. She's a wonderful person. Um, but we're going to do shout out, shout out to dope marketing ideas that work. Yes, sir. Cause a lot of times you'll have the dopest idea and it just won't, it won't translate, you know, to the regular person, you know? So, Oh, absolutely. Dope, dope, dope idea with just the face and the color scheme, you know? Thank you, brother. No problem, brother. You so, know. so like I said, this this show. I uh, hope everybody's having a great Friday. Um, obviously, I'm gonna put this out on Friday. We want to start the Friday out right. So, and yeah. the, the other and uh, fresh and clean to be out on Monday, and then we also have uh, pack has to be out on Monday. So we got those. So, but we're gonna go out to written kilos, like you just said. You just talked about the. Just talked about that one right there, and then yes, uh, shout gonna, out my man Tone Beats. Shout out my man Jam on the on the keys on that. You know, um, keeping that boom bap, but real, real melodic and a lot of a lot of music going on. You know, yeah, yeah bro, this record, yeah. record's fire. Yeah, I played it bro, early. I played it earlier, that. and as soon as I hit play, I was like, ooh. Yeah, yeah people been fucking with it hard, man. Like, um, it's always dope when people embrace like the the single or whatever you, that you put out. You know, but. You know, me not having to put out a record in so long, like when I when I did do it again and then people it just kinda like like it like the ride never stopped. Like that shit was great, you know, great feeling for sure. Well make sure you get it. I'm gonna get it. I have a lot of driving coming up in the next couple of weeks. I'll be in my car, yes, so sir. definitely gonna be yes, playing sir. that. Concept. Uh thank you so much as always. Um thanks for all the support. Uh, DJ, did I anything you need from Flyover? Anything, anytime you ever want us to play a song out for you, whatever you need us to do, you're part of the little family now. Whatever you need from us, definitely, definitely. I'm gonna link you with the with the email list whenever I'm sending records out to DJs and to program directors. So you'll definitely get everything I, I send out. You know, 
Awesome. Appreciate I, I appreciate, appreciate y'all having me. Appreciate Kong looking it up. You know, it's dope, man. I like I like to get to as many audiences, as much different audiences as possible. You know. Yeah, yes, sir. Gang, gang. Great fucking music, and uh, I'm happy I got to connect you guys and make this happen. Definitely, brother. Appreciate you, man. All right. Once again, written kilos from DJ Dead Eye. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, kids. Let's go. Push it 
shooters blade You ain't nothing you claim to be though Feet fling shit every verse is a ring kilo Every diamond blue in this Cuban lane Push a line out to find another my shooters blade You ain't nothing you claim to be though Feet fling shit every verse is a ring kilo